by for Wyoming Hooking and Hunting Outdoors with your host, Drew Kirby. Hey, this is Luke Holmes. I am Morgan Wallen. I'm Riley Green. I'm Travis Denning. Hey, I'm Aaron Lewis. Hey, it's Luke Bryan. I'm Tim McGraw. What's up? This is Ian Munsick. Ah, uh, this is Craig Moore. And you're listening to Wyoming Hooking and Hunting Outdoors. My Country 95.5. Well, can you believe how far we are already into the year? We're almost halfway through the year. Summer's officially begun, and that means the kids are out of school. We'll talk to Janet Millick from the uh, Wyoming Game and Fish Department about things you can have your kids do this summer. Very uh, constructive type things. Brian, we'll talk about what to take on your hiking trip and what is available there at Rocky Mountain Discount Sports. And we're going to talk about the full draw film tour, which is coming into Casper in July. You don't want to miss out on that. All hunting on a movie screen. All that's coming up. Let's get it rolling. It's no secret that Wyoming is home to some of the greatest fishing and hunting in the world. Wow! It's colossal. It's stupendous. It's magnificent. It's Wyoming hooking and hunting outdoors on My Country 95.5. Take my... Wyoming hooking and hunting outdoors on My Country 95.5. Welcome in. We are finally officially in summer, Janet, and that means that there are lots of good things going on around here. That is exactly right, Drew. Um, we're so happy that it's summertime, and and my kids, they've been out of school for a couple weeks now, and they've had the best time of their lives, and then yesterday, the question started, hey, mom, I'm bored. What can we do? <laughs> yeah. Well, they better listen to this show because we've got some ideas for them. Exactly. You know, we came off this great high, Drew, of we had the kids fishing day, which was just about school was just about out. We held that with the Community Recreation Foundation and a whole list of other fantastic sponsors. And we had such a fantastic turnout. We had over 300 kids that came and and the North Platte Walleyes Unlimited were able to donate some fishing poles to each of those kids that needed them. Kids are still snagging tons of those trout that were out there. That's awesome. And the fact that the weather has been really nice and perfect fishing weather, really. It really has. You know, we've had a little bit of wind gusts every now and again, but of course here in Casper, we're used to that. Mm -hmm. But it has been really nice and, and it's going to continue to be really nice. It will get hot, which of course you know, can be a little bit more difficult, but, but just um, encouraging folks to get out and use those community fisheries here in Casper. We have the Esmus pond out near the Dan Spies fish hatchery. If you want to get just a little bit further out of town is Jessica's pond. Um, both places are continually stocked and are, are great places to introduce youngsters to fishing. If they're not fishing, what else can they be doing? You know, there's, there's a ton of stuff. If you are around water, um, it is so neat to teach them about macroinvertebrates, which are aquatic insects, right? That's fish food. That's what all the fish eat. And it was really neat the other day um, we were down by the river and the number of caddisflies that are kind of in slower water is unreal. And for those folks that don't know about caddisflies, they're an insect that actually um, can build this case around them. It's kind of their home that they get to carry with them. And so, you know, if you just stand there and stare in an area for long enough, you'll kind of see some things start to move and that's a caddisfly. And it's it's really pretty neat to to do and then teach kids about that. You know, some people would think that's a nightmare. If the more <laughs> you look, the more things well, you start to see. 
I have to admit that if it has eight legs, you'll see me like scream and run the other way. But but knowing that it's under the water and it can't quite get out to get me, I'm okay too. So, you know, if you can't get down to water or if you're just hanging out in your backyard, there's lots of things that you can do as well. Um, like I said, my kids were chiming in that they were already bored. And one of the things that I said to them was go lay in the backyard and Tell me how many nature sounds you can hear in 15 minutes. And, and the challenge there, of course, is, is to think through, gosh, is that motorcycle on outer drive? Is that a nature sound or what is a, a natural sound that, that they can identify? And, and so that was kind of fun and kept them busy for longer than 15 minutes. Moms and dads out there, it was kind of mm -hmm. nice. I had a few free minutes myself. And if you're lucky, um, they'll so, fall asleep in the grass and then that take a little bit more time. Hey, there you go. And that can lead us to another couple things, you know. You can you can do the sleep out in the backyard um, if you um, maybe don't have the opportunity to get out a little bit further into the woods. Some of the things I've done in the past is kind of challenge the kids to build like a safety shelter, except for for fairies. So like they're not really cutting down the limbs off of your cottonwood tree, but maybe they're just using smaller sticks and how to build a lean to shelter and little things like that. And, and it's in a little fairy garden esque type of idea. And, and that keeps them busy for a while, but also connects them a little bit to nature. And one of the great things about the website, wgfd.wild.gov, is there's actually a kid section that you can go to and find some of this information out if mom and dad don't know. Absolutely. And, and you nailed it right there, Drew. Um, we have an Inspire a Kid checklist of outdoor activities, and it's the YL100. And there is a list of 100 different things that you can do with your kids. And it can span everything from, you know, completing a Wyoming youth fish challenge to watching the Milky Way um, outside of town at night, you know, checking out the stars. And so. So uh, something else that the families might want to look into, and we've talked about this uh, quite a few times before, and that's hunter safety courses. I mean, you, uh, could, you could do that over the summer as well. It is a perfect time. And, and, you know, one of the complaints that we often get from people is how much time a hunter education course does take. And it really doesn't take that much time, but man, when your kids are in sports and during the school year and they're studying for tests and finals, it does become a challenge. And so we do recognize that and we do offer quite a few courses throughout the summer and just visit our website for those lists. And, and I'll tell you, it is the perfect time. We do have air conditioning and so that does help too. <laughs> That's a nice list. School's out for two and a half more months so there's plenty of things to do oh yeah and there's just lots of lots of different things watch a sunrise celebrate with a friend on a mountain peak soak in a hot springs and for those of us that um, are really into technology take a selfie in the outdoors um you know drew i challenge you to do that <laughs> selfie that's one when you turn the phone around and... <laughs> exactly you need really long arms which counts me out <laughs> all right guys well i mean you've got plenty of things and obviously go to the website wgfd.yo.gov and get all the information of, of all this make sure your kids are doing beneficial things for the summer there's lots of things that we can do have you to Wyoming hooking and hunting outdoors. My Country 95.5. Well, we are already into summer. It's starting to warm up. The action is going. And, man, we're almost the 4th of July already, Brian. 
Yeah, we uh, we got hot and heavy real fast, and uh, I'm sure before we know it, summer's going to be over. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. We'll be uh, wondering where it went in just a you know a month, maybe. Yeah, we seem like we got two good months of summer, and then uh, kids are back in school, and snow's falling. Now we've got a a little bit of time though to do some camping, to do some hiking, and and get outdoors and really enjoy what we have. Yeah, and this is a great time of year, especially as it's heating up down here, to head to the hills, whether you're heading to Casper Mountain or Muddy Mountain or, or Black Hills or Bighorns. There's there's plenty of, uh, you know, good camping to do to get out of the heat. You know, when you come into Rocky Mountain Discount Sports, you're going to notice that the camping section is really stocked really well, you know, you know from the get-go, already set up and, and good to go with that. Yeah, we made a lot of early commitments just knowing how important it is to, to be in stock on that, that type of products. And so we've got a really good selection of, you know, sleeping bags, tents, cots, um, Everything you need to just get out there for the for the these summer trips. You know, when you're looking at, at tents, if if you have a, a family of say three or four, how big of a tent do you need to get to be comfortable in that? You know, the tents are all rated by number of people, and it just depends on how cozy you want to get. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, but you know, we, we usually stock up to four and six six person tents. But a lot of families that I that I've noticed, you know, they they like to have a tent for mom and dad, and then a separate tent for the kids. So uh, it just kind of depends on on how your family likes to get out there and if you like to eat without mosquitoes you can get the you know the netting and right. yeah i mean the, a little bit of everything you know you t talk about like your two burner stoves all your camp chef type of stuff that uh whether you want a griddle to cook pancakes on or if you just want a coleman tailgater that you know folds out and you know you can do everything on those you don't think about some of the stuff you need when you're going camping but right. if you're having a bunch of people go with you you know you got to make sure everybody's comfortable and you kind of got it all you know one of the things that just surprised the heck out of me is how many percolators we do oh you know? yeah so, i mean you're out just camping over a wood fire and you need to get uh, coffee going you know that that old style percolator that gets that coffee brewing that's what I like to do. I, I mean, I tried eating just the grounds one time. That just doesn't work. <laughs> Sucking on tea bags. <laughs> Not nearly as fun to do to do it like that or enjoyable. But uh, you know, speaking of uh, eating and drinking when you're out there, you guys have a great line of of camp food too. Yeah, we have all like the dehydrated Mountain House and a couple other different brands of uh, kind of just ready to eat kind of meals. So just just add you know warm water and there's a couple of them that you know guys have told me that they use uh, you know like hot Dr Pepper or hot soda to, to add, use as their their water source for some of those meals. So people get pretty creative with them and there's actually some pretty good ones out there. I, in a in a pinch they'll work no problem. <laughs> That's, you right. Know? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> uh, also we were talking Fourth of July. Uh, celebrations coming up and a smoker would be great for that. Man, it's a, you know, most of those people, I mean, can take a two or three day weekend and, you know, whether you're just staying at the house and running up to the, to the uh, event center to watch the fireworks or up on top of Castor Mountain over the overlook. Um, yeah, get that, get the grill out and put a brisket on or do some ribs, or do some wings. Uh, yeah, we saw we saw a lot of grills and a lot of pellets during that time. Hey, you're even going to have a, a special day here on the second of July with the Traeger folks. Yeah, next Saturday we got uh, the Traeger guys coming out there. I think they're I think they're planning on doing uh, some sliders. So swing on by for some free samples. And what time is that? I got to make sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we got a lot going on that weekend. Um, I think we also have. Uh, 
oh, one of the wing trucks or something in town, and there's a, a new icy uh, uh, food truck that's going to be around that weekend. Got a couple of kids selling some raffle tickets. Um, so, yeah, we got a lot going on. Get over here and check it out, Rocky Mountain Discount Sports. If you haven't been in here in a while, uh, the ammo section has really filled up uh, in the last six months. Uh, so anything you need, they've got here, Rocky Mountain Discount Sports. Wyoming hunting outdoors, my country, 95.5. The fishing's been pretty hot here around the area, Brian. Uh, you guys are have been up at Pathfinder the last week or so, kind of checking out what it's like up there. How's it been there? Boy, there's, uh, there's a lot of fish in that pond. I mean, that's a, <laughs> and it's a big body of water to cover. But, uh, you know, the, the quality of fish, obviously, there always tends to kind of peter down a little bit. Um, we're catching a lot of 12 to 15 inch fish. Uh, the 16 to 20 inch fish, they're they're definitely few and far between. Now, when you're fishing a tournament like that, there is a, a minimum on, on fish. So that 16 to 20 becomes really coveted. Yeah, you know, we got that tournament running today and um, we had a 16 inch minimum on there. So we'll see, you know, what the results look like this week. But uh, the guys that I've talked to that have been out, you know, fishing all week and playing around out there, they're usually catching, you know, only a couple over 16. But the ones that are catching over 16, I've heard of a couple, the 28 inchers, 30 inch fish, and a a couple 23s in, in between. But there's just not a lot of them. So it's really nice when you catch those big ones to let them go. You know, to give give yourself a chance to catch a, a big one uh, down the road, but uh, those uh, those good quality eaters, as we like to call them, they're they're kind of few and far between. You know, we hear the talk of you don't really talk about them so much in pounds. It's more uh, measurement and then the length. But there's a reason behind that. Yeah, I mean, I refer to everything by length because when we're running these tournaments, it's, it's all catch and release. And we just do a length-to-weight conversion. So the, the chart that we use, like a 15-inch fish, normally is 1.25 pounds. So, you know, uh, down at Glendo, there's a lot of two-pound fish, but those are, you know, 18 to 20-inch fish. So uh, every reservoir has got its its challenges. And the forage base at uh, Pathfinder is, is is struggling. I mean, it's hard to keep shad alive in that, that reservoir just because of the length of winter that we have um, and the ice conditions. The, the shad don't like that. So uh, just the minnow, the minnow forage is tough, and there's not a lot of weeds. I mean, there's a few areas that, you know, you might find some cottonwoods that are under the water, but there's just not the weed growth that you see at some of the reservoirs like Glendo. Have you heard much about, like, Boysen and, and other, you know, reservoirs like that and how they're doing? Yeah, um, Boysen actually uh, has had a lot of water running into it, so the mud line um, that comes through that river channel was, was stretching all the way down to about Tough Creek. Um it's still fishing pretty good yeah i mean they've done a really good job up there with introducing the sauger and uh it always has a pretty good crappie and perch population as well we're i don't want to say midsummer but we're getting closer and closer to fourth of july and to some people that's midsummer and Mm -hmm. uh how are fish biting are you still using the same types of baits and yeah you know a lot of people kind of go more to the trolling applications whether you're just you know trolling a worm harness or slow death hook or you're going to crankbaits rapalas flicker shads just cover a little bit more water um the weed growth at some of the reservoirs you know tends to get get uh, to be a challenge so uh getting over the top of them or just around the outsides of them uh, that's something to look for 
But uh, yeah, no, the the fishing's still still been really good up to this point, and as it gets hotter, I'm sure the fish will go deeper and be a little bit more of a challenge to catch. Well, and that's what I was gonna say next. When you're casting out, how deep are you going down at this point? You know, to me, it kind of really makes more of a difference on water clarity. So, like right now, Pathfinder uh, on the main lake is very clear. You could probably see 15, 18 foot deep in some areas. So, uh, as the as the the fish, I don't think they really those walleyes particularly don't like the the sun, right? They 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 don't like the real real warm water. Uh, so they tend to go a little bit deeper. So I was seeing fish in the on the main lake anywhere from 15 to 30 foot deep. But when we started getting up into the arms of either the Platte River up around um, Walleye Bay and all the way up to uh, the Sweetwater Arm, the water clarity up there was a little bit more murky, um, maybe because of the wind or maybe just because of the inflow of the river. But um, that was a little more murky. So we were catching fish quite a bit shallower, anywhere from 6 foot down to 15 foot in that, in that murkier water. Well, and, and the best way to learn all that is just get out and do it. And now's a good time to start fishing. It's hard to, it's hard to figure it out from your couch. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, if you need uh, electronics questions or any new uh, poles, reels, baits, come on by and check them out. Rocky Mountain Discount Sports. Filming, hooking, and hunting outdoors on My Country 95.5. One of my favorite things to do on a Saturday or Sunday morning is turn on the TV with a cup of coffee and watch hunting shows. And I love the outdoor shows that you can find all over the Internet, but I've never actually watched one on a movie screen. But now I'm going to have the opportunity with the Full Draw Film Tour, and Jade Helmick is with us. And, man, this is a great concept, and I love this idea. Yeah, Drew, it's uh... – it's been going on for a while now, but um, we have a good time. Um, just like to show some of the best uh, independent filmmakers uh, on the big screen and throw a good event, get a bunch of like-minded people in it together. And yeah, we, we give a ton of stuff away, so it makes for a fun time. Well, the concept of the Full Draw Film Tour is a lot like some of the big ones like can where you get a bunch of independent filmmakers that highlight their films, and they don't always have the same idea behind the films, but at this film tour, it's really like-minded folks. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, you could compare us to, like, the Cannes Film Festival or whatnot, but in the end, it's just a bunch of great bow hunters, um, and they, I mean, really the films that we have are phenomenal. Um, all the filmmakers do a great job and that's what it boils down to. Some great, great hunts, uh, with good cinematography, good storylines, um, some humor thrown in there. And it's really fun to watch. It's like you mentioned, uh, outdoor television earlier. It's, I, I would like to say that the, the films are different than that. They bring a little more, um, you, relate more to what they're what's happening in the films um but at the same time uh they do show some great hunts and in the end that's what we're all into so when someone submits one of these films to you guys like what's the, the their premise i mean is it filming like their entire hunt from arrival to hiking out or riding out and and starting from the beginning it really varies by film um some are like that 
a full documentary of showing up or even preparing for the hunt prior to what they experience along the way, start to finish. But I would say for the most part, we get a glimpse uh, or the majority of the trip. Um, I mean, a real film or story, no matter what it is, will have a beginning, middle, and end, you know, to kind of lead you through what's happening. So Jade Helmick with Full Draw Film Tour. Jade, where did you guys come up with the idea for the tour? It was started by some buddies of mine. Um, they uh, just started filming themselves and wanted to put it, uh, wanted to share it with their friends and family and started probably from like, they called that year zero. So technically it could be 13 years. So grew from a couple of showings to like nine and then uh, we're up over 50 now. You have an interactive map on your website and to see that there's only maybe one or two states that, that don't have a stop on the film tour. We always get a little bit of guff about where we aren't going, but we try to fill in the holes as best we can in the whole United States, at least the lower 48 at this point. Uh, we I do have aspirations to go elsewhere. Um, all started in the Pacific Northwest, so it's kind of, you'll see more shows centered around that area, but we've expanded heavy in everything in the West and definitely have our Midwest and uh, Eastern states filling up too. How many filmmakers do you have this year on the tour? We've got eight official filmmakers in the, in the lineup. There's a, a, a couple extra things. You'll see more than eight films. We'll just put it that way. Okay. Um, we have some some pre-show filmmakers kind of when the the uh, before the official film starts between our hour before um there's four films in that that are they didn't make the official cut but we wanted to be able to share showcase them as well um so people can show up early and catch some of those and see what else we have to offer too the full draw film tour going to be july 15th at frontier brewing which the fox theater there and it's the only showing in wyoming right here in casper and jade how's the night gonna lay out what's the what's the syllabus gonna be yeah so i kind of do a quick elevator speech sometime when trying to tell people um i like to say it's uh it's like going to the movies but a concert atmosphere might break out occasionally. <laughs> so, yeah, no, if you show up, a door's typically open at 6. Uh, the main show will start at 7. Uh, we'll jump up on stage, make some announcements. I've mentioned we have some great partners. We do a ton of gear giveaways. I mean, we do a couple bows from Hoyt Archery. We've got Vortex Optics, First Light, uh, Black Rifle Coffee's on board. It's about 45-minute break there, and then we roll off another four films in the second half and round out the night with the last few giveaways, and hopefully it was a good time. Sounds like a whole night of fun for the family. $18 in advance for adults, $10 for kids. It's definitely family-friendly. Yeah, 100% family-friendly. That's uh, one of the big uh, feedback sometimes we get from even venues that we travel to. They're like, wow, this is probably the most um, family-friendly event top to bottom because everyone gets involved. It's not just taking the kids with you. They sometimes are egging mom and dad to take them to full draw. So Awesome, Jade. Thank you so much. The Full Draw Film Tour happening July 15th at Frontier Brewing. Go to fulldrawfilmtour.com to get more details. 
Jade, thank you so much, and thank you for listening. You can listen to all of our episodes at the My Country 95.5 app. Just click On Demand.